Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. The One Scene Unity Comp CDs sold out, but vinyl is coming very soon. So please make sure to follow From Within Records on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated. They just announced that posters will be included with the CDs that you sold out and then also the vinyl that you will purchase and pre-order in the future. So shout out to Look Beyond Press teaming up with From Within Records. Super stoked on that collab. On today's episode, we traveled to Glasgow. We had a track down Ben Brody. He plays in a band called Despise, also plays in Morning. Such an awesome guy. And I'm just kind of on this train of speaking to international people. I'm trying to broaden my horizons. I'm trying to expand and open up my mind to what's out there in these parts of the world that I've never been to. So I reached out to Ben and I walked away just on this weird high. I, I really enjoyed his conversation. I, I really enjoyed the things that he had to say and what he stands for. I fully support mourning. I fully support despise. Demo one is legit. And he told me that, well, he told me during the podcast, so you'll hear this, that they're in the middle of working on demo two. So that should be out very soon on Plegia Case Records. So I just, I, I just walked away from this conversation, just really stoked on just being able to talk to him just it was just such a great conversation and i'm just gonna stop rambling i'm just gonna let you guys enjoy it i'm gonna let you guys experience it so please strap in and without further ado welcome ben brody to the show Welcome to the podcast, Ben. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. I'm uh, stoked that you're down to work with my schedule. I, I know it's late where you're at right now, but I, I definitely appreciate you taking out the time from your day to do this. No, it's cool. My my sort of day pattern is a little bit all over the place. I'm not back at work yet, so okay. I like woke up from my nap maybe ten minutes ago. <laughs> Okay, hell yeah, that's that's sick. Um, so uh, for, for the people out there that, that don't know, um, you play in a couple of bands. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of uh, the band Despise. Uh, can you talk about or let the people know um, where you're from and what bands you play in? Yeah, so um, I am from, well, I live in the Glasgow area in Scotland, and I play in a Glasgow band called Despise. And I play guitar in that band with my brother. And I play in a band which is kind of based all over the UK called Morning as well. I joined them at the start of the year. Damn, that's so awesome. Dude, I've never been to uh, where you live to that part of the world. So when I hear people, um, you know, that are into hardcore from, you know, parts of the world I've never been to and knowing that you guys are doing an awesome band from all the way out there, I, I think it's super awesome. Yeah, it's um, it's really wicked, and I've been lucky enough to go to the East Coast a couple of times and see what it's what it's all about over there, and uh, it's really interesting kind of like seeing the differences and trying to make parallels and like comparisons between what we do over here and what like you guys do over there, and uh, you guys are definitely like super like 
I don't know, you guys all look so ahead of the ball. Or so on the ball, ahead of the curve. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always curious because, uh, so um, you're, uh, did you grow up in uh, Glasgow in that area where you're at now? No, um, I grew up in France. So it's probably like four or five hours on the plane, maybe a bit less. And uh, it's just south of France. So it's a little bit different to culturally to somewhere like Glasgow. Um, and it's like, even though it's only a few hours away, it's like hardcore is a completely different thing there. Um, you know, so it, it didn't, t- it didn't, uh, me like having the taste I had and like making the friends I had didn't happen until I was like 20, 21. Um, I was trying to be as involved as I could in hardcore back there as well. Um, and I made like a good, like ton of friends, but I'm never in France as much anymore. I think I've played there like once in the past four years. So I grew up in France. Um, and it meant that, you know, moving, I moved for university to Scotland and, uh, making the friends that I did at that point is when I really started getting into, you know, the more sort of like <laughs> the, the English speaking side of like hardcore, if you get me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just curious so, um, for you being out there from, you know, uh, France and then moving for, for school, uh, how did you yeah. come across hardcore and like, um, what were your early days? Like, how did you get into the, the, the music? Um, I had a couple of friends in a school next door that were like super into um, stuff like AFB and like Throwdown and whatever. And uh, it was completely like out my depth. I just liked Guitar Hero and Rage Against the Machine and whatever. And that was that was my shit. But they took me to a show which was maybe like, it's like so rural, like it's like buttfuck nowhere. Like when you try and imagine like, when I'm like, oh yeah, they took me to a show like half an hour from my house, it's like, the middle of fucking nowhere. And uh, a French band called Alea Yakta Est played, who played a lot of like fast blood style shit. And it was like really fast and like super heavy, like so many beatdown elements and stuff. And I had no idea what it was. Like the heaviest thing I held before that was like nothing. You know what I mean? And I was so freaked out at the fact that there was only maybe like 30 people though. And like everyone was like moshing hard or whatever. And it just was such a weird thing to see when you're like 15 or whatever. Um, And I ended up being friends with the guitarist of that band and doing like as much as I could. Like he runs a label over in France. So I just would always like try and go to his place and like I would fly or I would stickle bits or I would do anything I could to just like hang out with them and like find out more. He was like really sick because he's like a few years older than me. So to put up with me being an annoying fucking kid and just always asking him shit and messaging him about stuff, he was like super good to me. I think it's awesome, but also important for people to, you know, uh, just give inspiration and even knowledge and information to younger kids who are just curious about hardcore. Because I, I feel like if it wasn't the people who helped me out when I was younger and you know put me on the band, take me to shows, and just kind of you know put me in the right direction, I, I who yeah. knows where I would be? Maybe I would just you know be stuck in some weird little corner of hardcore and not really you know um, have like an open mind to things. So I, I think it's cool that he was um, you know down to do that and you know not. Uh, you think you're weird or annoying and not tell you anything. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, he, like when I was, when I was like in my meds, late teens, I would, ha- I had like terrible taste. I would say that I had like objectively fucking awful taste in music and like in hardcore. And I would like just bad shit. And now that I'm like, I've, like I'm into like finding out about as many bands as possible or like listening to as many bands as possible from one scene. And then like going all the way back and just like finding out everything about them. Now, when I speak to him, he thinks it's so weird that 
I'll just be obsessed or decorate these bands that he was around for and like would play with. He'd be like <laughs> so like confused by it. Whereas to me, it's like going backwards. It's like all the stuff that he liked when he was younger. It's me like finding out about now and like trying to talk to him about it. And he's just like, yeah, it's whatever, but <laughs> I'm over it now. Yeah, sometimes I, I feel strange when, because uh, I, I feel like I've, I've been around for a while. Like I, I went to my first show in like 2002. So sometimes when I see certain bands like doing like a reunion tour or like a one like one off comeback show, I'm just like, damn, that's crazy. That makes me feel old. So <laughs> it, it's a little strange, but it's also cool because I, I think it's awesome that uh, the newer generation, the younger kids who never got a chance to see certain bands when they were active, they get that chance because there were so many bands. Um, from before my time that I've gotten to see uh, way later and you know it, it, it's cool yeah. so he's like so confused at the fact that like me and my flatmate Sean who's also in Despise we just sit and sweat over like as many old Euro bands as possible and like all that 8000 shit we'll be like obsessed with it and he's just like okay <laughs> Yeah, you know, one thing. Uh, so, like, I'm trying to like expand on like um the international side of hardcore because I feel like I've like this whole time I've been so focused on you know everything going on in the states. And there'll be some bands, um, you know, um that are international that'll sometimes break through and get on my radar. But I feel like this whole time I've done such a bad job of keeping up and trying to explore what's going on outside of the United States. And I I, I was actually reading um your Instagram post. Uh, the one you made about um, the despised demo. You, you, yeah. you, you talked about how you wanted to, uh, or how you guys like, you know, took it in inspiration from, uh, you know, the metalheads, and you just wanted to, uh, or, and that it was like, you know, kind of um, wrong that uh, that scene, the, the UK scene gets like overlooked. So I'm, I'm just like, okay, that, that's totally fair. And I think it's cool that you guys um, wanted to expand on that and kind of, you know, shine light and expose more people to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think, see, when you're younger, you're really um, fixated on what is current and what is good. Um, and it's always, you know, I always feel like in terms of like modern sort of like metallic, heavy hardcore or whatever, it's always the States, which always like set the bar and like they lead by example. And then you'll get like six months later or a year later, like bands trickling down that'll find out about that sound or like find out about what's making those bands play that music, if you know what I mean. Okay. So, you know, in the States, you get a lot of bands that are like, listening to like everybody gets hot and uh that sort of shit and then people will find out about that try and replicate that sort of sound here and they'll just be like a step behind it's like if you're trying to do what bands are doing over there you're already a step behind and you're already like i don't know making something which is doesn't need to be made do you know what i mean whereas i feel like there's so much good shit that's come from the uk that's come from belgium that can be lifted from and it's cool to like try and find that because I think Americans really sweat over Euro bands like a lot of 8000 and a lot of other Belgian stuff they love that and I think that if you try and look at it from like a global perspective if you're in the UK or if you're in Europe and you're making music which you know it's like a so say like my, my biggest example would be like if you imagine a band right now so like Sanction in the States playing like that kind of sound like a disembodied sort of like sort of sound and it's like mad discordy and like mad like double bassy over here we've got like an influx of kids that have like just started playing that shit mm -hmm. and it's like it's not from the same angle that like sanctional do it so there's like a whole sort of like subset of bands that like will get into us bands that are current and then make a dated sound straight away whereas here i was thinking just like i want to make something which doesn't date 
I want to make something that is like music that we all like. So all five of us are like really interested in hardcore. You know, there's not like a random metalhead member or like a random like, you know, rock guy. It's all like people that really like making hardcore. Mm-hmm. I think I would, I would go like have say have good taste. So it's cool to try and make something which feels like definitely. I mean, there's obviously like so much NYHC in the sound, but like it's to make something that's very like Euro and very UK-ish. And especially visually, like visually, Metalhead just like a jungle, like a drum and bass label. But like all of the 3D shit looks nuts. And uh, even just like the artwork as well, like the artwork is from, being inspired from Metalheads, there's a lot of like old sort of like compilation CDs, even for just like hip hop or rap from radio stations back in France that I used to, used to have, used to look at. And that's where the inspiration is coming from. It's not me trying to find something that's like been done to death a million times in the US already, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely get that because there are um, certain trends and I, I'm always curious, like, you know, like you guys out there, um, do you guys like look at what's going on in the current climate in the States? So like when it comes to the, the, the hardcore scenes and is that like where you guys kind of like try to follow or are you guys just kind of like on your own wave out there? Definitely try to not do what's big in the US because it never, it'll catch on here a few years later, like I was saying, and it's just, it feels a bit disingenuous to be like, oh, cool, like, here's what this current band's doing. Let's start a band that sounds like that, but we'll not listen to the bands that have influenced that band. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like we sound like we do because our guitarist really likes everybody gets hurt. You know, or I'll be really interested in whatever band it is at the time and I want to do something like that. Um, and it's, that's that's the way I've wanted to make music for the past like, few years. I've definitely been guilty in the past of being like, oh, that band does that. Like, we should definitely do that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I think I, again, it's go ahead. Like, you'll be more and in- you'll be more interesting and in, like a local, like so. Say if in your local scene, you're the only band that has like discords or whatever. But six months later, everyone's going to start doing that, and then you're oversaturated even in your local scene, and people outside just like won't look at it. Um, and that's the point. I think you always want to try and put on for like your area as much as possible to build sort of networks between other areas so that you can eventually have people like coming through and playing your city and i think and if you have something that is like, truly like un- well, unique like so much shit in hoggle has been done to death right i'm not gonna pretend that i've fucking written like super original like mozart shit but mm. I'm, I'm saying like if you're doing your own thing and enjoying yourself and like not just eating up trails of shit that other people are making it it's definitely it's more satisfying to make and it also feels a little bit more like genuine i think people will pay more attention to it yes i 100 percent agree because I, i've been around long enough to see every style of hardcore be popular so i i feel like people shouldn't chase these trends and try to start bands that sound like what's popular right now i feel like people should just play what they like and what they like you know truly enjoy and i, I feel like people that are actual fans of the music will find them and you know support them and they'll just you know kind of just be on their own way and not have to worry about what's currently going on and they'll fit in because there's obviously like room for everybody there's like even though like uh say like if youth is um you know popular at the time there's still you know heavier bands that are playing and still going on just because they're not like you know in like the spotlight or like you know one of the the top bands it's still like you know not a big deal you can still write good music it just uh, you don't have to follow the trend so i I think that's cool that you guys are just kind of doing what you want and not trying to follow what's like you know popular and what's in right now yeah i mean youth crew is such a massive example i guess because right now if like you have to seriously start a youth crew band people would be like oh like what whereas actually you you start one 10 years ago people were like thinking you're on some shit do you know what i mean it's so 
I wouldn't say fickle, but it's like it's definitely, you know, it's like it's the same with anything. Mm-hmm. It's not just music. So you, you mentioned earlier that you moved um, for school. Are are you still currently in school, or did you already graduate? <laughs> no, nah, I dropped out. Oh, you dropped out. It just okay. sucked. Yeah. Um, I was doing English lit, and honestly, I don't have the attention span for that shit. I I didn't read half the books, and I because I lived I lived in Aberdeen when I was studying, and so that's maybe like three hours out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just straight up spent most of my time in Glasgow didn't really spend any time in school and I after like I passed my second year and I just thought fuck this I'm not going back it's so boring um and I took a design job in Glasgow and that's the kind of what I've been doing for the past six seven years is doing like graphic design okay and so obviously you, you I guess like it enough to have uh, you know stay there and not go back home uh, is your family uh, still out in France or are, are they where you are they they moved, so my brother, like this is how like this bias sort of like happens, I guess. So it's like my brother was still in France, all my family was still in France. And then my parents moved to England with my brother, because he's still he was still in school and he's in uni just now. And uh he goes to art school up in Glasgow, so we're both in the same city. And then so for like two years it's just us making like as much music as possible. But he's always like out partying and doing all that sort of stupid shit. So I never really see much of him. But like eventually we sort of like we made an old band before, which kind of did okay. And in terms of like, we found members and like we got to like play shows and whatnot. But this one is the first one where it's like I see a lot more of him. Uh, we hang out all the time. It's like it feels a lot more like I would say serious, but it feels a lot more like considered. Mm-hmm. And it's like with the purpose of being able to hang out with him as much as much as possible. If you get me, yeah. Okay, so how did you um, like come across the other members of Despise? So they're all like in other bands. So Andy was in mine and my brother's old band. Uh, he sings in a band called Revulsion. Um, Sean sings in Revolve, and he used to be in my old band as well. And he plays bass. And Jack Jev that plays drums is an intent to kill. So, and he moved up here like a couple of years ago. So it just made sense. I think like of all the people that like we know and that I know, it's like we all are the most into still playing music and they're still into like keeping up with music and playing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So it all just kind of made sense. Uh, what's the current like scene like out there? Because I'm curious. I've never been out there before. So I'm, I'm always wondering like, what's it like out there? It's amazing. It has like, obviously it has ebbs and flows. Glasgow is... Glasgow can be the best place and it can be like quiet, you know, but it's uh, I feel like right now there's definitely I have this conversation with my friends quite a lot. So I feel like there's definitely like an extreme in one corner and an extreme in the other. I think there's a lot more sort of like more straightforward punk hardcore on one side and there's a lot more straightforward just like deathcore bizarro stuff on the left and on the right, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's getting more and more extreme so you get more kids that think they're you know really on some shit with the discords having not really been into hardcore for like too long or they don't really know what's like what the deal is but you know that'll be what they do and you get people that take a lot less to do that because i think the more extreme something gets the more that can put someone off so i think there's a lot of people making more sort of like straightforward punk which couldn't be further away from each other do you know what i mean yeah there's really no um, there's no like middle ground it's just like you know you're either like on one the middle, side the, yeah the middle ground is like a weird one right now. I don't think it's I don't think it's good or bad. I think that's just the natural sort of like movement of things. But I think that it's going to be cool because like 
it's going to be cool trying to sort of like bring that back in sort of like a central stream. Um, and it's happening, I guess, in the sense that lineups are now starting to like mix up and you will get the more sort of like metalcore shit playing with more punk shit. Um, but I think that, you know, that's, that's kind of where it's at. You know, a lot of people are paying, I guess, attention to bands over here as well. Um, but it's always, it's always like, I feel like the punk bands do really well over here in the States because it's what the UK does so well. Whereas I think with a lot of the more sort of metalcore stuff, the US has sort of like done that and refined it so well in the past sort of five years that it can be a step behind so much. Okay. Well, I, I'm just glad to hear that at least you guys are having mixed bills because I, I think it would be worse off if the you know scene was split where it was just like the punk bands playing with each other and the you know the more metal bands are just you know staying on their side. So it's you know I feel like it's cool that you guys are you know down to have shows together and hopefully uh, you know through that kids will you know kind of figure it out and uh, yeah, start more bands. Like uh, in London, you know, it's like a, a date to be announced sort of thing, but it's, you know, there's a lineup where it will be renounced in revulsion who are like so heavy and metallic but you've also got you know chubby and the gang lawful killing stages and faith you know and like sound wise they can be further apart from each other but i think that knowing everyone in like revulsion and knowing like Raynal from renounced stuff you know they both love hardcore and it's cool to try and sort of like bring that into the middle to like one line up okay so uh for you guys despise you guys put out uh, uh you guys titled it uh, demo one uh, I was curious, yeah. you guys don't have any like actual social media, like no Twitter, no Instagram. Is that by design? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I think we're all very past the point of caring, I think, in terms of I don't really understand the mint. Well, I, I obviously I understand it because I try to do it with like old bands and whatever to like varying degrees of success. But it's like I don't want to have to fight to get somebody's attention. I think if someone who loves hardcore music and someone who loves you know music and finding out about bands they'll find it do you know what i mean and i think it's very like it would feel very disingenuine for us all to have like uh an instagram and a facebook and being like trying to come up with like new corny ways to like you know inverted quotes market ourselves or whatever it's it seems very sort of like it also would feel embarrassing for someone at my big age to do that do you know what i mean yeah, no, I know. I, I I totally get that. Like when I first started this uh, podcast, and uh, I, I had like a, a bunch of friends like telling me like, "Oh, you should create separate social media for your podcast so you can try to uh, cre- ah, like create an yes. audience." And I was just like, "Yeah," and I was just like, uh, "I was like, I don't really want to do that because I feel like I'm not gonna go out of my way to." try to promote what i'm doing i feel like um i'll post about it on my personal one and if people want to tune in that's cool because i I don't want to like just keep shoving it in people's faces trying to convince them to listen to me talk to people i feel like if people (laughs) actually cared they'll they'll do it so i was like so i i never did i was like all right i'm I'm just gonna just do it for my my personal account and that's it like i I don't need to try to create like yeah yeah. i mean you still get to interview bands that are doing well and that have like interesting stuff to say i don't know if james austin has anything interesting to say but (laughs) you know what i mean um Uh, i'm saying like i feel like i mean we have an instagram which is like an old one from the old band and we update it every now and then but it's like i can't even update my own instagram regularly and it's just like there's no point in trying to have like a a like i feel like we have an interesting sort of like art direction which is cool because like my brother goes to art school i do graphic design there's definitely like a lot going on but Mm -hmm. i don't want to make like some sort of like 
thing that has to be regularly updated. I mean, like we have a website where you can download the demo and like all the J card art and shit. So like that's that's all you need. You know what I mean? We're not trying to get on like mad big tours or get like weird fans or anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I totally get it because you know it, uh, sometimes it, it can be weird to try to you know just like yeah I, I just want to like yeah, ask people to, to listen like i'll just post about it and then cool and that's it like i, I literally will, will post about it once on my social media like the day it drops and then i'm gone like i'm moving on you know yeah because i guess like it just depends on who you're making it for if you're making it for people who are so swamped with other bands or podcasts or labels like fighting for your attention you know it's like i feel like it's a lot like see with like I guess you could call it warp talk because warp talk isn't really a thing anymore. But like mm-hmm. you're like that sort of like Sumerian records type shit where it's like you're just bombarded with like photos. Like if you like that music, you're just bombarded with like photos and videos and shit every day. And like someone's trying to sell you a fucking windbreaker or they're trying to sell you like a fucking celestial looking record. It's like <sighs> that doesn't really happen as much here. So you don't have to always fight for people's attention because I think they've selectively chosen to like funnel out a lot of bands or labels or like podcasts that are trying to just get as much as they can out of them like get as much money out of people as possible if you see what i mean yeah i might just be rambling no no, no. I, I i totally get it i've worked warp tour like multiple times and i've like you know been in that world so i i definitely <laughs> get it and it's just like yeah it's it's something that like like when i was younger it was I feel like when I was younger, it was like way like more interesting because I maybe I, I was just ignorant and I didn't really know, but it, it just seemed like way more fun and something that I wanted to be a part of. But then when I grew up and like my taste <laughs> in music changed and uh, you kind of got to see what was really going on, I just yeah, I didn't really have any fun and I, I used to get slaughtered. For, I still get slaughtered for it by like um, Connor from Morning. It's like I feel like I was like Benjamin Button in the sense that when I was like fifteen, sixteen, I would like really love like Carcass and Benediction. And napalm death and shit and then as i got to like 18 19 i was like oh like attack attack is on some shit <laughs> and i had to like go like yeah i went from being like a really like true metal guy to being like a attack attack guy and then back in the space of like four years like rubber banded it was horrible i think that's because i i grew up in france and never saw that stuff do you know what i mean so yeah. i come to i come to the uk and i'm like oh my god like stuff with synth in it it's fucking crazy and then after like two years of hanging out with people they're like what the fuck are you doing man they're like you're too old for this or like this shit sucks and i'm like yeah okay Phil. and that, there'll be so much crazy stuff that i really enjoyed when i was younger that i just assumed you know i was like, oh yeah i like that but i really want to listen to like this bullshit right now and it's so funny going back to having the same taste that i had <laughs> do you think uh, the, those bands like uh, attack attack still holds up to this day like can you like uh, tune in and uh, still enjoy that music or is it just like you know too weird now i i feel weird i feel like so weird listening to that because it's like so time and place and it's i don't know it's like i can't imagine ever being like wow i really want to listen to that today and it's it's uh I'm I'm trying so hard to not be like the oh I don't listen to that shit anymore it fucking sucks man like because I know some people try and like retcon their history and pretend that they never liked Rise Records music or whatever but it's like it is so off the mark now and it can be like funny to listen back to and I think they did have like 
cool ideas, I guess, but it's so far removed from like what I would get out of music now. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? It's like that's more like, oh, yo, how can we like get on Warp Tour and like finger tons of girls and all that sort of shit? Whereas that's not something I have any interest in. <laughs> yeah, you know, Tony, you you mentioned Rise Records and like yeah, they have like a weird identity but like w- w- when i think of rise records like the, the first band that comes to my mind is uh recon did you ever listen to them <laughs> yeah i've yeah. listened to afb i definitely was listened to recon okay and <laughs> i guess that's true and i feel like afb is like pretty interesting because i i don't i can't remember the last time somebody that like like even like mentioned them because i feel like that was just so long ago where they were like relevant like afb like seventh dagger so for, for you um, somebody who's not even from the states i i think it's pretty you know cool that you know who that band is well it's very like uh the way i got most of my information about music was like last fm <laughs> so i would just like log on and type in like vegan metalcore or I'd type in like heaviest death metal level or I'd type in like cyber gore grind or I'd type in just like whatever and i would like be on last fm forums like trying to find like what is the band with the most breakdowns? And they'd be like, oh, throw down AFB. And like, that would be like how I found and listened to that stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just sat in my computer. That's last, yeah, last FM. I don't think I ever um, dabbled too much with last FM. Cause I feel like I went from <laughs> like, uh, I was like, obviously like when I was way younger, just watching stuff on TV, but then having the internet, it was all on like, everything was on MySpace. I would like skip around from like top eight to top eight. And then after MySpace, it was like just hitting up blog spots and just downloading like, you know, everybody's albums. And then, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah just like, you know, just Googling like bands names with like Mediafire, like right after and just seeing like what would pop up and hope that, you know, things were still working and there weren't like broken links or anything. It was just, it's, yeah. I mean, it was so like, I feel like a lot of my sort of experience with Hulk when I was younger and still in France. So, I mean, of course, I had like, like I was saying, I went to that show and I met that guy and I tried to see him as much as possible. But, you know, I lived like 40, 50 minutes outside of the city. So I didn't go to the city all the time. It would be me mostly in my room, like trying to find out about all this stuff. So it's just like, it was so far removed from like practicality, if you know what I mean. So you would just sit there like looking through every possible tag and like every possible scrawl of like bands. And uh, finding it as much as you can and like downloading it and listening to it. But then when you actually go to a show, you're like a fish out of water. You don't know what the fuck's going on because you can watch YouTube videos all you want and you can like listen to as much as you want. But <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're on Awkward and you're 16, 17, it's like still, I mean, it's so experiential, you know, actually going to a show and actually like listening to and like making hardcore. It's like, it's not really by design an online experience. Like it was quite novel, you know, when it started, you know, the, the sort of like, you know, having like message boards, for instance, like the B9 board and whatever, or like forums or like, yeah, being able to exchange zip files of like records, but it's by design, I feel so experiential. So for me to get all of that was when I was like 2021. 20, yeah, I 100% agree because I will listen to a record and be digging it but seeing it and hearing it live there's just like a whole different like layer to it and just you know think about like the obviously the band the their live experience but then also the crowd's participation it's like you know, it can be so intense so yeah I, I feel like you definitely have to go and check you it can out get, yeah 
and you can get a you can get a pretty good idea whether someone's bullshitting or not by seeing them live. You know, yeah. you know someone because you can again you can sit there and you can sort of curate. How, like that's the thing. That's the thing about social media. I was talking to you about. You can sit there and curate this image, right? But if you're not, if you can't identify that from a band when you see them, and they don't just sort of like breathe that, you can tell straight away. So if all of a sudden I was like, I want to make like real crazy, like enemy mind style, like beat down shit, it just wouldn't work. I'm like too skinny fat. I don't own a gun. Like, do you know what I mean? I can sit there and like make an Instagram and be like, yo, like this is straight, like tough guy, hardcore shit. Um, listen to this right now, like whatever. But then you'd go and see me play. And honestly, like half the room would be able to beat you up. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's the kind of thing that I just don't want. I don't want anything disingenuine. And I want that to like show when you would see the spies or like when you see morning. Okay. Uh, so going back to your early days, when you were first getting into it and trying to get to shows, did you have to like explain it to your family or did they not even care that you were just going to like these weird places? <laughs> um, I... Again, I was relatively under-socialized as a kid, so I think my parents knew about most of my interests. Like, when I found out about, like, Napalm Death, um, I went to Napalm Death for, like, my, it was about my 15th or my 16th birthday, it was, like, Napalm Death and Suffocation, and I, like, punished my parents nonstop about, like, Napalm Death for, like, three months before it. Or, like, if there was a show coming up, I would know, like, six months in advance, and I would, like, buy the tickets, if you could buy tickets, because I wouldn't even pre-sell sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, like, I remember, like, measure signals came through, in like 2011 or 10 and it was like all i would speak to, all I'd speak to my friends about it'd be like i'd mention to my parents all the time and they would have to like drive me 40 minutes out and i went with my friend and more like two hours early and then they were like you know it's like they were very much like supportive of like what i wanted to do socially i guess and with music you know they bought me a bass guitar when i was like 15 16. so i mean that's awesome i, I feel like that, that's cool that you had parents that um, were down to take you I feel like uh, my mom just well, when I was younger, my mom did not get it. She she thought uh, like when she heard the term hardcore that I was out getting in trouble and they're like you know and obviously like you know she saw like videos and she was like well, I thought it was really violent. But I was like, dude, I I've been to like so many shows. I like I'm there in a building with friends. We're just listening to music and you know moshing whatever. Like I'm not out doing anything crazy. So it it took her a long time <laughs> for her to kind of understand that. Uh, I was actually just going out and actually being safe and not doing anything like too crazy. So she eventually got over <laughs> yeah. like, you know, not wanting I mean, to go. Yeah. I mean like trying to, I think like my parents just want me to do, I guess what like I'm happy doing. You mm -hmm. know, I've got like a brother and a sister. So I guess my brother does the same shit as me. My big sister is a lot more sort of like together, I guess, you know, she's got a house and a husband and stuff so they can, you know, they've done all the stuff with that kid. Do you know what I mean? So I can just yeah. go ahead and do whatever I want, I guess. <laughs> but uh, my dad, my dad rocks. Like my mom, and dad rock. They've come to see like my bands play. Okay. Um, I don't even have to ask them to. You know, sometimes I'll be playing in like. I guess uh, actually as well. I kind of want to mention for like context. I think like the UK is very much like the tri-state area. So you know, there's like a lot of states and a lot of cities sort of like clustered together. Mm -hmm. You kind of got that in the UK, right? So say I'll be playing in Cardiff, and that's like six, seven hours from Glasgow, and like four hours from where my parents stay. Like my dad will drive four hours and like not tell me and like come see his play, which I think is sick. Yeah, that's awesome. Or like if we're playing like even an hour away from where my parents stay. It's funny, like one of the one of the times, the only time my mom's come to see his play, there was like a fight that broke out. And uh, 
<laughs> my dad is so short he didn't see the fight happen because he couldn't see past the crowd <laughs> <laughs> damn okay that's wild what, what, was your mom like scared did she know what was going on or i think she yeah she got it by then i mean uh, having punished both of them for ages about hulk and how much i love it or whatever as a kid i think they just kind of got it yeah do you know what i mean that's sick Hell but yeah. my dad my dad like buys shots and stuff if we'll put them up or like um sean and i put out like age of apocalypse do you know that band from new york yeah the hudson valley hv yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. man that band is amazing so sean and i are putting out their music over here and like we put up shots and stuff and like my dad bought one <laughs> my dad bought one that's awesome or like i'll see him and you'll be like i'll go see him for the first time in a few weeks and he'll be wearing like a silvitude shot or something <laughs> And, and when he's like ordering these shirts and like obviously like you guys just like pack orders or whatever do you even notice that it's like you know being shipped out to to your father we don't because they'll always like have some like weird name on there and then like sean will be like yo who's this guy and we'll look and then we'll check the address and be like oh it's my fucking dad <laughs> that's crazy but it's cool at least he's uh you know down to support and you know pick up some merge yeah my da- my dad's got pride my dad's got hug mm-hmm. for sure um but that's cool how'd you um link up with uh age of apocalypse um so i'm trying to think so despise and mourning on that compilation that from within did you mm-hmm. know the one scene unity one the one scene unity yes they're sponsoring this episode oh really yes carter and carter's awesome shout out carter so sick good man he's yeah. sick um he yeah, so we asked to be on that comp because they did the Despise demo mm-hmm. um, on tape in the US. And we were just like looking through the flyer with all the bands on it and stuff. And we're just like listening to all the ones we didn't know we would like, listen to. So we hadn't really heard Age of Apocalypse before. And uh, we just thought it was like, we're like so surprised because like, <clears throat> I love them, but like sometimes the art looks a little bit shitty or like whatever. So I was like, I was, like looked at the band camp and I was like, if this sucks, I'm going to be pissed. And that was fucking amazing. It was like so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a style that people can't do well, but they're like the only people I've heard in like a million years that do that well. Um, and I was just like so shocked. That band should be like so big. Um, and uh, so we just hit them up and asked them if we could do it. And they were like super down to do it. They're like the coolest. Yeah, I I think um that the style that they play is like really popular because there's other bands that uh, have come before that sound like that and kids are like super into and I I just saw like a lot of people um, bumping uh, their track from the comp and talking about how awesome that band is so I, I think th- their time is definitely coming because they've uh, you know been doing it on the East Coast so uh, I'm not <laughs> yeah uh, I'm definitely yeah, not, not sure. gonna be surprised when they blow up because yeah they're super sick and I, I definitely love their name because I I'm pretty sure it's an X Men reference so I'm I'm definitely into that that's sick. They um they definitely again it's of course like I was saying before it's they do their own sound it's something that they obviously love and it's a genre that they obviously like create dig for do you know what I mean and it's not just being like oh this band this big right now is like doing that let's let's try and do that it's very much like their influences are like it's just the like, only living witness and that sort of shit yeah and it's it's cool too because i feel like if they're just uh and not even if it's like intentional but they're just like you know doing a sound that nobody else is doing i feel like that's just like one cool way to stick out as well because like you know so many kids are wrapped up listening to what's popular things get kind of you know um 
like oversaturated but then this one band coming out of the hudson valley sounds like completely different kids are gonna be like holy shit like what is this and i feel like it's gonna like like draw like way more attention so i i think it's like you know yeah. super cool yeah i hope that like i think that's that's the thing is like when you the way you get into a band is you find it you stumble upon it it's not forced upon you by like a sponsored post or like oh, them making the 50 posts begging their friends to share it's like that's not how you find and like cherish and enjoy a band and like listen to it to death you know yeah um i can't think of anyone that's been like wow a sponsor post i'm gonna go fucking like spend this for hours it's like you find age of apocalypse you don't know what you're getting yourself into you hear it and you're like oh my god like this mm-hmm. this is this head so like so different so that's like why i'm like that's why i like them so much and that's why i really wanted to like do some art for them like we did like a different sort of artwork for the tape and like all that sort of stuff, I just wanted to like as much to do with it as possible. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, you mentioned sponsor posts. Uh, yeah. I've never once seen a sponsored post that I was stoked on. I- I'm always like, <laughs> I'm like pissed off because I'm like, how the hell did this invade like my Instagram or Twitter feed? And, like, yeah, I obviously the, the government's like spying on it, all of us out here. <laughs> so whenever we talk about anything, they'll just try to, you know, those ads get directed towards us. But I'm just like, this is terrible. And sometimes like occasionally, like I'll see a band that I'm like, that I like will have a sponsored post. And I'm just like shaking my head. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why did you pay for that? It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. If they rock, they get a free pass. I think you you see a band that you like that you really sort of like will put on for, and they've done a sponsored post and it's got like 2000 likes. And it's just a bunch of like bot accounts and like Indonesian kids. You're just like, I, <laughs> yeah it's just cool. like uh, i'm just gonna pretend like i didn't see that and i'm just like yeah just kind of <laughs> keep scrolling but yeah it, it's weird I've, I've i've never done anything like that for um the the podcast i've just you know it's all self-promotion and people who are into it will repost it if they're willing well, yeah i mean there's such a fixation on numbers as well do you know what i mean it's like you think that if you have this large quantity of numbers associated with your your shit that you're on something and that people are going to like respect it but it's like we have this argument with like people in this bias all the time it's like they'll check spotify and be like yo that band only has like two thousand listeners and i'm like it doesn't mean anything like some people could be like really into that band on record or like on tape or they just it's like everyone's got like, a different demographic and just because you have a ton of people listening to it on spotify nobody could come out to a show where that band plays do you know what i mean and we know that's been the case you've got bands that you think are huge you know it will have like 20 30 000 people listening to them and they play in your city and no one goes or like bands with thousands of followers or like thousands of likes. It's like, it's people fucking with your band and people caring and just wanting to check it out is like a non quantifiable thing. It's obviously reflected in the numbers, but like no one's going to like your local hardcore band with like 7,000 followers. Like I just, you know, it ain't real. Yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about. I that's like one thing I, I had to uh, teach myself like early on is to not get too obsessed with the you know the numbers because uh, people have asked like I, like I'll, I'll have on a guest and they'll hit me up and ask me like oh like how many plays did it get and I I, I just tell them like oh like don't worry about it your your episode did good like <laughs> like it's fine um, and uh, and it's just like I don't know like it, I I don't think it's like like that big of a deal like I don't stress too much about it like it, I'll, I'll put up an episode and then I, I just feel like it's in so many places and like i can't like look at yeah the, the, i mean yeah that's the thing oh, like, i think our instinct with so much stuff and to see how we fare against other people you know we're obsessed with comparison like the universal us like not like you or me it's like everybody's obsessed with yeah. comparison 
and seeing how they fare against other people and you know metrics that people use on Instagram or like well it's like they're not really you can't always compare them and it doesn't always work do you know what I mean yeah because I'll look like occasionally and I'll see like oh there's people listening in China and I'm just like huh like how many of you out there listening um or, that's what's sick yeah yeah that's what's sick yeah or yeah and i'll see that like we'll break into it like a new country and i'm just like oh okay like i i wonder if like are those like actual kids or like hardcore kids out there listening or did somehow um i get like you know fed into some weird bot stream and i just came across, <laughs> came across somebody's well, radar who knows that's the thing it's like my, my old band i think social media wise would always like pop off would post like whatever and there'd be like tons of just bizarro kids being like yo so sick and like reposting it and retweeting it but like Half those people don't fucking care about your band. It's just because they know that it's like a trendy band or like they'll retweet it because it makes them look like they're in the loop. They don't fucking care. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. You don't need those kind of people to like support your thing because push comes to shove, it's never going to be worth it. You know, this makes me sound like Despise has like zero people that listen to it and I'm so okay with that and I'm trying to convince myself that I'm okay with that. Like, no, that's no. not what this is about. I'm just like, I feel like everyone I know that listens to Despise, I kind of fuck with. Whereas mm-hmm. people that would like like my older band sometimes would be like, why the fuck does that person like my band? Yeah, no, I definitely get it, dude. And like, and I and I'm okay, and I, I I'm just like I don't want to sound like I have like a big ego or anything, but sometimes like I'll uh, you know post stuff and then I'll, I'll I'll notice like I'll get new followers, and sometimes like there's there are people that I don't know, so I'm just like I don't want to follow these random people, you know. And then like, like a couple of days later, they'll like unfollow. And I was like, okay, did they follow you? Cause they wanted me to follow them back. That's weird. Like, like I'm more inclined to follow like people who, like you said, like actually fuck with um, what I'm doing. Like, like there's like so many random people um, or who were random, like that would message me and like, you know, talk to me about like their favorite stuff. And that's cool. Like I want to talk to people who actually care yeah. and not trying to, you know, be on some weird, like um, social like ladder or some weird popularity thing. Cause like I've, and I've said it on here before, like I don't care about being popular. I don't want to be popular. Like I'm just here to talk to and meet like real hardcore kids. Like that's what it's about. Like I, I don't care about being popular. I don't need a fuck ton of friends cause that's just not real. I just want to meet like just the real people, you know? For sure. And it's, uh, there's a whole lot of fog I think with, you know, when you log on and of course, like, there's nothing particularly tactile about hardcore right now because we can't meet in a centralized space and play for each other and like swap, you know, CDs, shots, zines, anything like that. We can't do that right now. So it's trying to sort of like, there's already a struggle right now. I feel like with everybody right now, for better or for worse, is represented by their like online avatar and their online persona, which like I was saying is so whether we like it or not and whether we're conscious of it or not we structure that and curate it to be like what we like about ourselves do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so we have these like very idealized versions of ourselves communicating with what we think are idealized versions of other people and we're taking it very personally and we're taking all these interactions very personally because if you have a a negative reception or someone is apathetic towards something that you care about you take it so personally because your pictures with it and an entire history of what you've ever said in a log, you know, your Twitter feed or like your posts is associated with it. So you take it so personally and you just sit, well, again, not being you, like the universally you. Mm-hmm. So it's so like, it's so foggy to try and eliminate all of these sort of like traps, essentially. It's all this sort of like ultimately inconsequential bullshit because that doesn't really exist in real life, you know? you're not this curated version of yourself because every day you're put on the spot with situations that you're not familiar with. Um, 
So when you go to a show and say someone reacts negatively to something you say or someone doesn't like dick suck your band in the comment section, it's you don't sit there and take it personally and overthink about it. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's a very interesting sort of like test to see how hardcore exists almost exclusively digitally. And I think that in a lot of ways it's doing so well. I think ways to try and make make that seem tactile is working in the sense that You've got people like Kyle Nealon, like Did It Bob Fanzine, who is making zines. You've got kids that are starting labels. You've got all this sort of stuff happening, like interviews, labels, releases, music, all this stuff, which is, and I think my flatmate came in. Never mind. Um, he interrupted my train of thought. But you've got all this stuff, which you want to, you don't want to sit there and try and evaluate its worth based on how many people are liking it and how many people are looking at it because ultimately at the end of the day, you know, that's for you, you know, it's for you to enjoy and for you to make and for you to enjoy doing. And I'm really looking forward to being able to see like zines and tapes and all that stuff on a merch table and not just on a big cartel. Do you know what I mean? But I think everyone's doing quite well. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. Uh, I, I was gonna actually, you know, get to it eventually, but I was gonna ask you like how things are out where you're at versus, you know, in the whole like Corona situation because out here uh, it's still pretty bad. Uh, where I'm at in, in California, I, I'm in Southern California. Things are still, uh, yes, things are still um, pretty much shut down. Uh, you know, like restaurants are kind of open. Like you can, like uh, it's like normal now. Like a, a lot of restaurants just set up, uh, you know, patio yeah. style, like in the middle, of, like the yeah. street and like parking lots and stuff. But you can't really sit inside of the building right now. So, um, yeah, I think I think British people, Scottish and English and Welsh people and whatever, are all very disappointed. I think in how it's being handled. Um, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of blame gets pushed upon young adults. Okay. Um. Because the young adults are the people who are going to restaurants, or the young adults are the people using public transport. But you know, there's a I think people very willingly forget that the reason why young people are on public transport is because when you're younger, you know, it's more difficult to afford a car, or you're working in, you know, customer-facing jobs, and you're encouraged to go out and spend. But you know, the moment the minute you do it, you get into trouble for it, or you get blamed for it. So I think people are very sort of like jaded about it in the UK. Um, like Sean and I, we don't like go into other people's houses. You can't do that in Glasgow right now. You can't like, go to your friend's house or whatever. You can like hang out in a park, but you can't go to each other's houses. And we're both going uh, on vacation, like in a couple weeks. So we're going to be like with our parents. So I don't want to like kill my parents or whatever with coronavirus. I'd feel really bad. So, but none of that shit is as bad as the states. I think Florida is like <laughs> how, how not to handle. <laughs> A pandemic yeah that's yeah um it, it's, it's pretty crazy because they were like the like um them in texas were like you know kind of like on the forefront of just you know kind of being open and you know not really being too uh restrictive when it came to wearing masks or not wearing masks <laughs> yeah and yeah it, it's definitely like seems like the wild wild west out there i mean like it's not funny because people are legitimately dying but uh -huh. like holy fuck it's so dumb like um, but I love Florida, but I'm also not surprised that it's, it's having such of a bad time because it's pretty fucked up. Okay. So, um, didn't, or excuse me, you bring up, uh, Florida and I couldn't do this podcast without bringing up FYA, uh, seriously. The best. Yeah. So one of my favorite or probably honestly, like my favorite weekend of this entire year, um, 
and yeah, same here. My first time ever going to FYA, I I had seen so many videos like prior to uh, this year's um, fest, and I was like, I have to get out there at some point. And I, I tried like a couple times, it just didn't really work out. Uh, yeah. But this year, I finally made it out. Shout out to Bob Wilson and everybody who worked on the fest. It was seriously like yeah. like seriously from like w- the moment I got there to like when I left, it was seriously such an amazing time and. I, I love it. I, I could talk about it forever, but I'm just curious, like what your experience was like, like when did you get into town? Like, um, how was that so, weekend for you? This is, this is the second time. So Sean and I went in 2018. Okay. Uh, Cause we played the pre-show. And so we, Sean went, I went, my little brother went. So like three people from the spies went and like, obviously everyone in the morning went cause we played. And it was just like, so exciting because the venue was amazing it felt like those videos i would watch when i was a kid you know with all the lights on and like the carpet to mosh with it's just so i don't know man that's like to me that's that's as good as it gets like the bands were fucking nuts and there were so many people there that i haven't seen in two years or so many people that i i could just speak to all day um and so many people that i met you know jack from simulacra he i met him at that fest and i literally we speak every day now so it's so good. It's like couldn't um, couldn't imagine this year without it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the mornings, that was my first show in morning actually. Oh wow, that's crazy! Yeah. Wow, that was so fun. Yeah, like honestly, I could relive that weekend like Groundhog Day style. I probably wouldn't be bored of it. Yeah, because think about it. I, there's so many like good. Well, I feel like every band had like a good set. Like there was times where I'm like, fuck, like why does this band have to be playing right now? Like I want to go out and eat, <laughs> but I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna have to wait because this is like, like just like so many good bands in succession. I was like, I can't. Like I just had to be here. I have to experience <laughs> it. Yeah, that's like I you definitely hit your limit. But I think the cool thing that if we did this year was like have the 10, 15, 20 minute sets. So it was like really short sets in quick succession. Mm-hmm. Because I remember in 2018 when we went, I think by like 8 p.m., like I couldn't feel my feet, like my eyes were closing. I was tired, and there's like there was the after shows, at like the the skate park and shit, and I would just be like asleep on a skate ramp just because there's like hours and hours of like constant music. Whereas this time around, it was just like bang, 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 bang. And I think that was like I think a lot of people are gonna follow by that example with what FYA did then. Um, I'm just. I, I can't talk enough like good on FYA. Yeah. And that, that venue, I, I always have to praise like how nice the bathrooms were. Cause normally when I, <laughs> normally when I go to a show, I'm like, like I always kind of like, you know, mentally prep for like how nasty the bathroom can be, but they just did a really <laughs> great job of keeping those restrooms clean and made me feel like, you know, like never made me want to feel gross. And like, even like inside, like the actual, like, you know, place where the bands played, it, it was like such a cool space. And I preferred, yeah, and I think, uh, everyone was so respectful i think i think because obviously i think a lot of places go out on a limb mm-hmm. a lot of event spaces go out on a limb when it's you know a, an event like that and i think nobody did like any like truly dumb shit that would make somebody not want to hold an event there again do you know what i mean yeah i feel like everyone could play there like everyone could be on there like next year or like whatever I hope I I love that place. If, if they did it there again, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, you, no, that's the best. You know what, what was crazy is like I had such a good time that um when I was leaving, I I took one of the signs off of the front door. 
because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to like, I, you know, remember this weekend forever. So I was like, okay, I was like, I hope nobody gets mad at me, but I literally just took a sign out and I brought it with me all the way back to California and I have it framed. It's literally <laughs> sitting right next to me. <laughs> we, um, I remember the first time I saw the bench, like we were all rolling with like seed morning was rolling with like seed uh-huh. and, uh, Lenny was doing a lot of the organizing there, like he had a pleader case, like stall there. Mm-hmm. So we set up the night before and just like what, like seeing the room, like completely empty was so weird. Like you get an idea of the scale and it's just nuts. It's so much bigger than previous FYAs and stuff. I just think that, I don't know, that's like one of the best shows I've played and one of the best fests I've been to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, walking into the room the first time, I was skeptical because I was like, damn, this room might be too big. But <laughs> I feel like, you know, it was awesome because there was like, I, I never once felt like too crowded. Um, I, I, it was never grossed in there. I feel like, you know, the AC was bumping. It always felt nice. And yeah, I feel like there's just like plenty of room for everybody, even like, you know, the bands with their merch set up. Like, it was just like, yeah, it was just cool. Like, I, I, I don't know how okay maybe like the only thing that you could probably improve on was maybe like the whole like sound setup um whatever they're like there's like issues with like the sound guy or whatever but other than that that's yeah. a guy yeah he wasn't very popular yeah no um, uh, yeah i feel like that's like the only bad thing about the fest i think like that's like you just take that lightly and it, it's like it's kind of fun at the end of the day yeah. so when you're there and you're watching the bands if the sound sucks all you gotta do is go to the front and it sounds amazing yeah you know but yeah seriously yeah i i, I hope uh it happens in 2021. I I would love to go back. I plan on going back if it does happen. I already you know am thinking. Oh about yeah, it. we'll we'll all be there like enthusiastically. Like Sean and I had to like eat the cheapest food as infrequently as possible to afford to go, <laughs> mm. but it was like so worth it. Like we properly like saved as hard as we could to get to go. And uh, I got like obviously like I ran out of money like halfway through that tour with morning. <laughs> but it was like it was so worth it i think like by the time we got to places like pittsburgh and that's sort of shit where it was like freezing cold and we're doing big long ass drives i think my body just like gave up but it was worth it <laughs> oh yeah that's cool i i'm so that you guys made it out but um have you guys because I, I know you mentioned you've been to the states before but have you guys been to any other fests um no servitude dead the FY pre-show two years ago and then we went to the whole fest and then we played some shows with like you're the knife so we did like delaware okay. with jesus peace in vain which was <laughs> funny um that was like the best yeah jesus peace were like super super good to us that two years ago they took us yeah they let us play delaware they helped us with the pre-show and we played south carolina i think um with you're the knife and that was like, so it's not that many cities, but then this time around we did like, um, morning did like Pittsburgh, Philly, Baltimore and all that sort of stuff. So the only fest we've been to is like FYA, but I've managed to like see a lot now on the East Coast. And some of the bands we played with were like nuts. It was mm-hmm. so good. You got, do you have any, like, any um, aspirations to come out to the West? Yeah, I mean, if we can, obviously, yeah. The one, like, I just want to, I want to do it all. Like, I want to go to the, the West Coast. I want to go to the East Coast again. I especially want to do it with, like, Morning Again and Despised. I really want to go to Japan so bad. Um, I would, yeah, I'd do anything. I think we're all in possession. We would, we would happily, like, make anything work. Yeah, because I think it would be sick to have you guys come out, play, like, 
Sound and Fury do some, you know, do like a run. Because I, I think it's cool when bands like come out and they'll do like, they'll play like Seattle and then work their way down, play like NorCal and then Central California, Southern California. Yeah. Hit up Arizona. I know like uh, Broken Teeth and Heil Power have done that before. Mm-hmm. Not like at the same time, but like they've done that and it looks amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I know like I I don't really, obviously like see because the East Coast is closer. Like that's, it's so much more accessible, I think. Even though obviously the internet lets you speak to like anybody, like the East Coast is so close to Europe, so I know so much more about it. Mm-hmm. I only really know like a couple of bets and bobs going on in California, which is cool. So I feel like it'd be so like eye-opening to go because I wouldn't even know what to expect. Just a lot of sun, great weather down here in Southern California. Must be nice, bro. <laughs> well, not right now. We're, we're actually like, I'm um, like kind of I'm um, on the tail end of like a heat wave. So it was like actually like I think like the hottest it ever was like in That's L.A. Like over the weekend. It was just dude. It was crazy. It was so freaking hot. That's extremely much it. Oh, you, you liked the um Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Is it? What's the weather normally like where you're at? Well, you guys are like obsessed with AC. We like nowhere has AC here. What? yeah um it's just not a thing i think we're a lot more like you guys are all obsessed with like having ac and like controlling your climate and over here it's just fuck it okay you guys just kind of uh, like accept what the earth is giving yeah and uh, that's a really nice way of putting it but the weather's always shitty and like right it's always raining or like cloudy up in scotland we have like a one week summer and then that's it it's a, but is it, so that one week do you guys have to like maximize like summer do you guys go out and like do stuff like outside oh, yeah, it's, it's it's a total like hellscape it's full of like maniacs out in town shirtless with like drawstring bags just going nuts that's great that's like yeah i mean it's fun but uh yeah it's like everyone's waiting for it but like it's 18 degrees is like a good day here do you know what i mean i don't know what that is in fahrenheit fahrenheit uh i don't know let's let's hella not that hot not that hot let's see let's see okay so it's uh 60 it'd be 64 like degrees that's like a that's like a good day here okay that's not bad i think for me like perfect temperatures like give me like 73 degrees you know partly cloudy i'm good give me like a hundred in the shade that's what i want hundred in the shade okay that's you know i I, I, go ahead (laughs) You get like you just sweat and you just lose weight by existing. It's amazing. Yeah, I grew up um, <laughs> in this um, uh, area called uh, well the Palm Springs area. I grew up in a city called La Quinta, and we were like triple digits in the summer, and it sucked. Like I would get up for work like at like three <laughs> in the morning, and it like the sun's not even out. It's three in the morning, and it's already like ninety one degrees, and I'm just like tripping out. Like, this sucks. <laughs> nah, it's funny. Like see when we were like when we're playing Long Island and stuff. We played see the morning played in Ronkonkoma at this place called Felty Frogs. It was so wild, but like I played with my jacket on because I, I couldn't handle it. It's so fucked up. Like Florida will be like so hot, and then we'll drive, and it'll be like the worst weather you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. When we went a couple of years ago, it was the middle of like a snowstorm. It was like the first time Florida had ever, um, Florida had ever seen snow in like twenty years. And we we're driving from Long Island to Delaware, and our car got stuck on like the interstate from all the snow That's but then like yeah you get a florida and it's like hot as fuck 
Yeah, it was like super dude. I went to a, a Disney World in Orlando like a, a couple of years ago, like in the middle of August, and it was the nastiest weather I've ever been in. Yeah, but that's also for the like ugly kids and <laughs> nasty moms and dads and shit. That would be the worst. You know, rides would be. You're not big on theme parks. No, me and my friends are planning on going, but it's not like Disney level. You know, Disney is like so extra. We're going to Alton Towers, which is like cool here, but like over there it's whack. I've never heard of it. That's the one thing. You have shitty healthcare, I guess, but your theme parks are good. (laughs) Yeah, we have. So (laughs) when my leg gets like cut off from the ride, at least I'll be able to get a new leg and Uh not have to pay for it. But you guys will like remortgage your house. Yeah. Or we might just have to accept that we lost a leg and that's it. We're, <laughs> we're one leg for the rest of the life. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I, the Disneyland's awesome. I, I'm a huge uh, you know, fan of Disney. So, uh, oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I, th- it's the reason why I live where I, I'm at right now. I, I wanted oh, to be, yeah, I, I wanted to be closer to Disneyland. It's like 10 minutes from where I'm at right now, but it's currently closed because of the pandemic. But b- before, I, I used to go like uh, at least like three or four times a week. You do you do Space Mountain? Is that a ride in Disneyland? Yes, yeah, Space Mountain. Shout out Space Mountain. You know, takes you to Shout out Space Mountain. Yeah, I went. I went to Disney like forever, like the Paris one. I don't know if it's World or Land. Okay. I went when I was like five, and I've like okay. always wanted to go back. I've I've never been to any international park. Like me and my buddy Johnny, we actually um, had plans to go to Japan in October. Uh, for a vacation just to have fun and go there for the for the first time but then the whole pandemic happened and we had to cancel our trip <laughs> so i was so bummed because it was going to be like our first time in japan and it was supposed to be like the super awesome trip but we had to reschedule it oh so. man that sucks see uh i stay when i stayed in france it was like only a few hours from spain mm-hmm. and there's like we used to go to the steam park in spain with my family all the time and that's like nasty because that gets really fucking hot and it's all just like i don't know there's something seedy about it but it's like my favorite kind of holiday. Theme parks are like cheap, easy fun, and all like the fake little like worlds that they make. I just like eating the overpriced food. <laughs> just, I, I just kind of indulge. I'm too sensitive. You're too what? I'm too sensitive. But I wouldn't be able to handle it. Okay, damn. So, it, Spain. Spain just sounds like like obviously like for, for me, I've only seen like Spain in the movies and like you know pictures on the internet. And like, that's just something that I feel like I think about. I'm like, I don't know if I would ever go just cause like, you know, like, it's, it's cool. It's like, you'll, that's, uh, I feel like England and Scotland and Germany and stuff have been very sort of like sanitized so that, you know, if you come from the States to somewhere like Germany, the UK, you have a level of familiarity, but going to somewhere like Spain, going to places like Paris, they're the they're still very truly European, mm-hmm. um, especially places like North Spain. Like I've been twice for like some Euro festivals there, and uh, it's a whole different ballpark. It's like very, it's very interesting. Um, and it's a, you know, they're both. Well, obviously, everyone in Europe has heritage, unlike the US, but like it's very much still there, you know. So I, I love, I love places like Spain. I love places like South France, where I grew up. Very lucky, just in the fact that. It's uh, when you go, when I, when I go to the UK or when I go to the US, it's a shock to come from France. So different. Yeah, I, I actually just had on 
a guy who lives in uh, Berlin. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was uh, talking about how uh, he, he and he's from the states, so he, he's like um, he was telling me that he, he kind of enjoys kind of being out and uh, sometimes just not being able to hear uh, and understand everybody. He, so he kind of likes kind of being in his own world. But then he says that there's like you know there's like enough like people in his area that speak English, so it's not like too foreign for him. Yeah, I'd say Berlin is like very sanitized in that sort of way is it's if you're an american and you went to berlin you'd be chill whereas if you went to some sort of like heck town in spain or france you would be like stressed okay what about there's this i'm and this is random but there's this netflix movie it's uh called abiza i think is, is that how i pronounce it am i saying it right what's it called abiza i-b-i-z-a Oh, like the place? Yeah, am I pronouncing Ibiza. it? Right? Yeah, Ibiza. Is that is that place cool? Have you ever been there? No, I'm see being straight edge. I wouldn't have too much fun though. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's like straight, like <laughs> okay. So it's like a place to go party. Yeah, you go for like the season. You know what I mean? You go for like during the summer season, and uh, you just go and party. It's the equivalent of like you know how you guys sort of like take spring break really serious. Yeah. We take like our summer sort of like our summer sort of like vacations like that very seriously. So it'll be like, you know, you'll go to Ibiza for like an extended period of time or you'll go out to somewhere like, I don't know, like islands off Spain for like a good couple weeks and just sort of like go at it. It's very like, I would love to go, but I would be so out of my depth, bro. It'd be crazy. I go to like nightclubs every now and then. And I'm like a total like liability. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. And it's like over lockdown, I was like talking to like people that are like so gutted because obviously they can't go to the nightclubs right now. And like that's mm-hmm. a thing. You will go like four nights a week. And they'll eventually mix with people that don't do that. So, you know, they'll like speak to me who doesn't really go out. Like I'm more of a day person than I go out at night person. It's just okay. like the way, the way it goes. Like, um, and it's so funny watching them try and like accustom to that sort of shit. But then they'd be like, oh yeah, you should definitely come out and like go clubbing with me when like it opens again. And then I'll just never see them again. I'll be like, yeah, cool. I'll just dip. Never going to happen. So did you ever find your way to Castle in Florida? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I went to Castle. Um, that was co- that was very, very fun. Um, again, I feel like that was, that was a novelty because okay. I was just like, we were like riding around on the lime scooters with James Austin, like, and then we went to Castle, and there was like, you know, those little chicks dancing on platforms and stuff. Um, I like tried to tap her a dollar by like putting it in her stocking, but I like fumbled it so bad and like dropped it on the floor, and she was just looking at me like, "This isn't even worth the dollar. This dude sucks." That's so funny. You know, it's crazy. It's like, so it was my first time uh, going to uh, FYA, and I had like. I think like three or four different people invite me to castle and I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. I had to like Google what castle was and figure out like what the <laughs> hell's going on. And I'm, I'm also straight edge. So like when I saw pictures and I was like, I was like, I don't know if I want to go there. Cause like, obviously like I don't feel super comfortable in those environments cause I get really bored and it's like loud music and like a bunch <laughs> of like, you know, people, uh, you know, who are trying to have fun. They don't want to ruin anybody's fun or be weird. Cause like, I'll just be there, like <laughs> having to explain why I'm just drinking water or a Red Bull to, Bro, to all these be drunk drinking people. Shirley, Shirley temples. That's, sure. that's where it's at. Okay. A mocktail, a good mocktail. But, uh, that was like, you couldn't get white claw in the UK back then. So like my, you couldn't, you can't smoke indoors in clubs. So my brother was just like drinking white claw 
and smoking cigarettes <laughs> in the club and like having the time of his life. Yeah, that's awesome. That's funny. Okay, damn. I want okay this or yeah next year when FYA happens, I'll have to make a trip to Castle just to check it out. Since like seriously, everybody was there. I was like, this is crazy. It's like it's like peak culture. It's like as cultured as it gets. We also went to a karaoke bar, which was very fun. Okay. Uh, did stuff like that. We went to uh, yeah, that was cool. The Cuban district was wild. Yeah, I don't even know where we were staying. Like we got like this um, Airbnb somewhere. And that was like maybe like twenty minutes away from the actual venue, and we we didn't really do too much. One one of my friends actually almost died. He had like a like a weird blood issue. Like like I guess it started like during the first day of FYA. So like um you know overnight for going from night one to day two they had like rushed into the hospital like i woke up to like our group text and all my friends were you know they're like hey like we're at the hospital evan almost died and i was like what the hell is, is, is evan is evan okay he's fine <laughs> he's fine you know what's crazy is like we had to leave him in tampa like um he went to the hospital but he, <laughs> he had to he had to stay because um they could not figure out what was wrong with him and they had to wait till like his um uh, something in his blood uh, they had to wait till like it got to like a certain level for him to be like yeah. well enough to fly back to california yeah if he flew with all fucked up blood he'd like bust like a balloon it'd be awful yeah so i i felt sad because i was like damn like we came as a group and we're having to leave one behind this is crazy did he miss did he miss the second day yeah he was in the hospital the whole second day well, that sucks to be him yeah he was so bummed and i, I felt i bet i felt so bad for him too but but luckily luckily he's um alive and well i i was actually talking to him earlier today so shout out evan but it's just crazy to think about yeah it was just like this weird like thing that that happened at that fest that um we'll never forget (laughs) i think i got coronavirus but that's it yo okay um i'm patient i'm patient zero (laughs) you're patient zero okay well why don't you take or have you taken the antibody test to see if you've had it or not no i'm too shook i think they put something like down your nose i'm not doing that i'm just staying at home okay so patient zero <laughs> so you brought it to your country you you, you got I, it <laughs> I, I brought coronavirus to my country i just want everyone to take that take that in okay wow so all this uh you know hate it needs to be directed at you <laughs> that's so crazy no but um did you but you really got sick i got so sick it happened again we stayed um we stayed at Brandon and Maddie's house or friends the first time mm-hmm. I came to the States and I was like violently ill for two days. And the only thing I could do was like drink Gatorade and eat bananas. And even then I would just puke. Um, and I got really sick again. And all I could do is drink Gatorade and eat bananas and puke. I had Pepto-Bismol for the first time. Uh, that like fucked up pink stuff. Yeah, th- that's not local. You guys no, don't have that? That's local. No. You also can't just buy gas station deck pills over here. So like <laughs> I bought Pepto Bismol, some gas station deck pills, and I was like like Bulk, who was like with seed, was like, Oh yeah, this will like make you feel better. It's it's okay if you have like indigestion, but not if you have a dehabilitating illness. So I did for like two hours was like puke pink. So yeah, this sucked. I was very, very ill. I didn't get better until like the last day. I like lost my phone for a couple of days and I just like couldn't get in touch with any anybody. Other than like my immediate like than the band basically, so I was like off grid for two days, just like sleeping, drinking Nyquil. That sucks. It, 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 do you have like a good immune system back home? Is it just because you're trying? Yeah, so I far? barely get sick. I, it's honestly like I, I I ain't used to it. It's very weird, and it's the Elcon, bro. I'm telling you, the Elcon. That's what's doing it. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Because I can't imagine like traveling all the way out here just to get sick. And you have to like that that takes up some of your time. I, I feel like I'd be so pissed off. Takes up takes up like a good 30% of my time. Like, I didn't see anything of uh, New York at all, um, which was kind of whack. I stayed um, stayed in Brooklyn, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're being properly looked after. Um, but I was like, so, I was on the couch just like dead for like two days, which is like, it's whatever. I'll go one day and not get sick, but it ain't, it ain't happening anytime soon. Well, but uh, maybe it was the 5G. I don't know. The 5G. Okay. Well, 2021, you're coming back. Patient Zero is returning to. I'm returning. Yeah. So this will be a, a great end. Um, that That's when <laughs> coronavirus will be defeated when you, <laughs> you've you spread it across the world and we all have herd immunity and we'll be way better in 2021. <laughs> For sure. Okay. That's crazy. Well, you know, I, I feel like we've barely talked about your band. Um, I, oh yeah <laughs> yeah you're in a band called D- despise I, I i like the fact that you guys have that website i think it's like you know pretty uh i, I feel like it's just fun to look at because it's uh, just... it's all about yeah i mean like it's all about trying to make sure that even though we can't play shows and whatnot that we're trying to have as much sort of like tactile stuff out there to enjoy like because you know, if we don't get to play anytime soon, at least there's a lot of stuff out there where if you're interested, I think, you know, hardcore definitely fosters like a nerd culture. So if there's stuff that you want to find out and you want to download and you want to see, I want to make sure there's stuff there, you know? Yeah. I, I was like clicking around to see if there's any like weird little Easter eggs or like soon. Know. There will be, there will be Easter eggs soon. We recorded uh, the drums a few days ago to the next demo and oh we're doing guitars. my brother's coming up from london tomorrow and we're going to record again oh so this would be demo two two yeah i don't think we're ready to do like a seven inch yet just because we haven't like had the chance to like, get tight live and whatnot but we've got like so much so much music it'd be cool to just put out music like i don't know, i think <clears throat> i really like uh that band out for justice they have like so much output they mm-hmm. have like splits uh flexi discs like demos releases like all that shit and it's like they don't sit there and like hostage their creative output until it's like perfect they just put out music they write a lot of music and that's like something i think that is missing and that i want to see our return of i think is being less precious about what you put out there and putting out promos and splits and demos and like two tracks so i want to be a bit more active in that sort of sense so demo two will come out and i think well if we can do a split we'll do a split you know if we can do if we can record our seven inch we'll record it you know what i mean yeah do you have plans to put out demo two before the year's up yeah i mean it'll be ready by like next week you know well very quick because we can we can record it at mine in my place well sean and i's place and the vocals we can do them like wherever you know we can drive out somewhere and do them trying to do them somewhere weird and uh bulk from cedar pain um is mixing it so just when he finishes it it'll be ready like we're gonna spend a bit of time on like the artwork and shit uh-huh. but. and so i i came across it despise because a lot of people that i follow were reposting it when it dropped uh but i wasn't sure was there ever any like merch that was attached to it like any shirts or hoodies there was one hoodie that we made and again it's, i think one thing that i don't like about hardcore currently and that's a very loose catch-all term is i don't like how consumerist it can be and Mm -hmm. a lot of 
a lot of releases or just a lot of um a lot of outputs surrounding bands it's just like yo we're, we're doing a shot for pre-order and like that is not the shit on all of the uh amazing like charitable donations that bands did in the past few months like, that's when i think it really counts to do stuff like that okay but i'm talking about when it isn't charity stuff you know it's just oh yo pre-order this shot and it's like a half-assed designed shot by a band that doesn't even know what they're going to do with the money you know it's just they do it because they think that's what's that's what's the done thing so i didn't want to just make as much merch as possible to get out the door we made like we made a, a bunch of hoodies didn't put them on a big cartel we just post them on instagram and we just said you know if you want them dm us and we'll 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 send it to you you know paypal and we'll send it to you didn't make it like a web store or didn't do it on like a pre-order basis just sort of like made them and i think that's the way we'll try and keep it i think the next time we do a demo we'll probably do shots or hoodies again but i think we'll just give or we'll, we'll put the print file online so if people just want to make their own they can make their own do you know what i mean yeah no that's awesome uh i i do like that uh mindset you know you're not out here trying to just uh cash in on all these hardcore kids because uh, i think having yeah i think having again it happened again with with Silvertooth accidentally i feel like you know we we'd put stuff online kids would buy it and then people would try and sell it for like dumb amounts or like some of the records will be like sold for like ridiculously expensive or like the tapes and it's just like it's sort of I don't want to make it so that stuff is hard to access if you want it. And I would rather someone just because you can download the J card files and stuff on the website. So if you want to print your own, you can just print your own. And that's just as legitimate of a release as the ones that we made. You know, mm -hmm. if you have printed it out on your printer at home and recorded it on your tape player, that's a legitimate despise tape, you know? Yeah, that's it. I, I I didn't like that that you're just kind of leaving it out there, out in the open, and if anybody is uh, you know willing or wanting to, they can just have access to it and you know just kind of take it upon themselves to make it happen. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's, there's just no. I don't want it to be that you know you log onto Discogs and someone wants to buy a tape for like thirty quid. Like, there's no point. It's just it seems very just sort of like it seems very egotistical. I think to for us to do that. I think if anyone wants it, they can have it. And, you know, maybe we'll do like stuff like design wise that will be difficult to print. Like, so like I'm saying, yeah, if we make a shot, we'll put the print file online. But that's all well and good if you can like print a couple of screens. But if we can have the ability and the means to do something a little bit more sort of like out there and like crazy, we'll do that. But, you know, if, if people like people like all that stuff is getting democratized anyway. So if people want to just print a shot, they can as opposed to waiting for us to print it because it's, it's no more legitimate that they do it than if we do it. And it means that they don't have to spend so much money or like pay for shipping. Yeah, because shipping from where you're at to where I live, it's really expensive. Oh, it's nuts. I just had such a, a total like freak out thinking about how many like badly designed or like badly made, not well thought out shots or like bits of melts just exist in like people's closet or like under the bed that people are never going to wear or like, never going to use. It just seems so like wasteful. It's freaky. I, I feel like. I'm not like a hoarder um, per se, but when it comes to like band t-shirts, I just have like hundreds of t-shirts and, <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's so bad. Cause I, 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 I just can't stop. Cause I feel like it's just, uh, there's like so many cool bands that I like. And, uh, you know, part of me is like, okay, cool. I, I want to show support. And I also, well, want that's the thing in it. That yeah. is the thing It is showing support. And if a band starts up and you 
give them your money. That's like one of the coolest things you can do for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because lucky. I, I feel like it's a it's a even exchange because I because I'm more than willing. I'm like, oh cool, like uh, this money goes to you guys. Uh, cool, I, I get a cool T-shirt out of it. Like I'm down because I want to, you know, like I said, show support. To, uh, yeah, hundred you know, percent. Spread awareness. Tell people about the bands that I like. Yeah, a hundred percent. Enjoy. It's like that is very true, and it's it's like the one thing I guess the argument that I'm making I guess across this whole time we've been talking is that if it's not considered, it just feels wasteful. So if if they're putting it out just for the sake of doing it, you know, if someone's putting out a shot just for the sake of doing it, if someone's putting out a demo that they've half-assed, it's like, why do you want to waste my time? <laughs> why do you want to waste my time with that shit? Um, maybe just because it's fun, but it's like I feel reluctant, like giving money and having like that much energy being used on a shot that maybe someone they, they don't care about you know it has to mean as much to them as it means to me okay um so i'm, I'm curious about okay so for me being out here in the states are there any like good resources to you know kind of keep updated with what's going on out in your area are there any like you know people to follow or like you know any yeah. Like, outlets yeah yeah, yeah. i'm always I curious don't know, i don't know directly what the handles are, but you will easily be able to like find them. So do you know how currently on Instagram there's a there's like a, a bunch of pages which are like, you know, with like Philly hardcore or like hardcore specifically in different states or cities. Mm-hmm. You have like UKHC history, which is really good. And there's like a kid called Sunny Down in Cardiff that just made one for Cardiff City. You'll find them a lot of like the nineties and noughties hardcore has a lot of Europe in it as well. Like those those pages. So that's probably one of the best ways to do it, because you know some of the bands that the UKHC history one does will be like the first time I've heard of them. You know, it's like every day's a school day. You know, he'll he's a proper crate digger and he finds some like really cool shit. Um, but they are probably some of the best ways. Um, I think you just gotta you just gotta look hard and try and filter through what's good and what's bad. Otherwise, though, like you can't Facebook groups. You know, they can be mad spammy with like stuff that isn't actually hardcore or like other discussion. Bandcamp tags, man, I guess you know how shit they can be. You know, it's hard. You just got to rely on word of mouth. You got to make a friend over here and ask your friend. That's the resource. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to start using you as a resource. I, I know we're in you like, absolutely you know, can. Yeah. We're in crazy different time zones, but I'll have to tap into you and you know, kind of Do it. give you like my, my perspective and see what's going on and try to figure out like new bands. Oh, dude, that would be so cool. Okay. Well, damn. Ben, this has been super awesome. Like honestly, uh, okay, <laughs> I, I can't. Um, uh, we, we can't end this without talking about James. Um, when he po- <laughs> when he 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 posted, uh, you know th- that he did uh, the podcast, whatever. And then I saw that you commented, and and I and like I already had you in mind as a guest because uh, you know just talking to people <laughs> behind the scenes. I was like, um, you know, gearing up to to book guests for you know the, the upcoming month, and you were yeah. on, you were on my list, and I saw that that you commented on james's post i'm like all right cool this is like you know like a like, like a cool opportunity maybe i'll get his attention and see what's up and like i i i commented at you and then like i never got a response so i was like damn maybe Did like you? yeah I, i'm really i'm really bad at that shit i okay. have like 20 unread messages on instagram right now so that's definitely my bad <laughs> okay no honestly like, i was like damn maybe he thought like the podcast was corny and like doesn't want to do it so i was like damn it no the podcast has cool guests you had tyler norris on it before right uh no no no, no i haven't wait tyler Tyler Norris, uh, Tyler. Yo, have I just made this up? Wow. 
I uh, hold on. You don't even remember your own guess, bro. Well, okay. The only Tyler, I know Tyler Norris. No, I'm I'm trying to think. What band is he playing? Uh, he plays in Foreign Hands. No, I I, I have it. No, because I'm trying to think. The only Tyler that I've had on um is Tyler Mullen. Oh, that's who. Mate, yeah, look, mate, it's the, they're the same. <laughs> Two Tylers in it. Okay, um, you scared me for a second. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I keep on seeing the podcast pop up, so it's really cool to be able to do it. I don't, I don't know. This is, is this the first UK band you've done. Um, first, I'm trying to think. I, I think so. Yeah, because I've only talked to, yeah, because when it comes to international, I, I've only done like you know some uh, friends in Canada, then I just uh, did uh, two people from Germany. I'm, I'm about to do like a a third uh, German on uh, oh, tomorrow. So, so yeah, yeah. So first person from the UK, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so it was cool. It's cool to be able to do that. And I hope that people, if they do listen and hear me say whatever, that they do check out what's going on in the UK. Because I don't know, but you know, people can say what they want. Or, you know, think that the US is like definitely like ahead. But you know, when the UK tries to do what it wants, it makes some really special music. Same with Europe. Yeah. Well, I hope that um, you know, you're that inspiration that you, you kind of show people that, hey, like um, you don't have to follow the trends. Just, you know, do what you like. And if it's good, yeah. I feel like that will outshine and you know catch people's attention and people will find it. Yeah. Just make sure the motives are altruistic in it and not just do it for, for clout. All right. Well, Ben, before we go, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? This is this has been awesome. Massive plug to From Within and Seg. Lenny, please your case. Amazing. Love Morning. Him. Best band to be in. Despise. Shout out my own band. <laughs> Shout out everyone. <laughs> well, my bandmates. Shout out everyone in the UK. Literally everyone. Everyone is so, so sick. All right. So thank you very much. And shout out to you. Thanks very much for having me on, dude. All right. Well, there you guys have it. Thank you again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Always on top. <laughs>